1: You cut off people because you're afraid of being hurt. You're disconnected. You pacify that need through social media. And then here you are a miserable adult.
2: If you find that porn is stealing your time, draining your energy, ruining relationships, and robbing you of your power, it's time to take your power back. Eric Zuzek tried 12-step programs and felt powerless when they didn't work. He then discovered the power of mindfulness in combating addictions. Porn Talk is about reclaiming your power to end your porn addiction. It's how Eric transformed from powerless Eric to powerful Eric. Ready to break your porn addiction? Learn from Eric, the powerful Eric. Here's your host, Eric Zuzak.
3: Welcome to Porn Talk. This is Powerful Eric. This show is not just about breaking addictions. It's about breaking belief systems. We are bound by self-imposed and societal chains. Break those rusty, nasty old chains and get empowered right now. Today we have with us the legendary, the man himself, the metaphysical master, Sir William. Welcome, Sir William. Thank you very much, Potwork. And for those of you that don't know Sir William, he is the metaphysical master. He is an intuitive. He does readings. He is, dare I say, the word psychic. He is psychic. <laughs> so anyway, today on Porn Talk, current events, what's something big deal that happened in St. Louis recently, Sir William?
1: Well, all that school shooting yeah it's so I, just a real close to my sister's house actually how far away quarter mile jeez uh-huh.
3: and uh, what did she say about it
1: uh she couldn't get home that's what she said about it she was somewhere further east in the city and she was trying to get home and was blocked off on this street They went on this street she's well I'm just going to go to a coffee shop and wait it out because I don't know what's going on. So at the time shooting what was going on, they said streets blocked off. It wasn't until later she found out it was a shooting.
3: Yeah. The crazy thing is the last, I believe the last podcast that we did together, we talked about the big, that big school
1: shooting. That was the, uh, uh, I can't remember the name of it now. New Mexico or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. uh,
3: And so actually the title, I think the title of that episode was to uh, how to prevent school shootings. And, you know, when I posted it, I actually posted that on my personal, my personal Facebook page. And I don't believe I got a single like comment, anything on it, like Hmm. nothing. And it's a painful topic. And one of the things we brought up, is how porn can be a contributing factor to those type of things. Uh, Ted Bundy, the mass murderer from many years ago, in an interview, he said, not everyone that's addicted to porn is going to be a serial killer, but all, all serial killers are addicted to porn. And so I always say, do you want to be a part of that club? Like, do you want to be in the same boat as these guys are? You know what I'm saying? So it contributes
1: to that mindset.
3: Exactly, exactly. So the uh, the guy that committed this uh, act in here in St. Louis, are you, I believe he was around 20 years old. He yeah, was
1: a recent graduate of that school.
3: Yeah. And my brother told me, he wrote the the mass the murderer had wrote a note and he said that he has no friends, that he has no family, that in him was created the perfect storm for a school shooting. And really, I mean this sounds almost silly to say, but like if if he was just loved by like one person this probably could have been avoided
1: i understand what you mean when you say silly but it's not it i think it's profound um some time ago i read something on facebook uh This woman was with her boyfriend, and her boyfriend was just waving to people. And she's like, what are you doing? He's like, you never know when that could change somebody's day. Just saying hi.
3: I remember in St. Louis, it's been a long time. There was a place wherever I drove by at this particular time in the morning, there was this old guy, and he just had the biggest smile on his face, and he was just waving. He'd wave to all the drivers he would wave to all the drivers and uh and i started waving back to him like why anyway? why, why, not? why not why not you never know what that little drop in the pond where how where that will go out to and so this is not to excuse what this guy did like just because you're not loved doesn't give you the <laughs> excuse to go out and commit mass murder but i'm just saying that That is what his letter said. That's what his letter said. And I wonder if he had uh, viewed porn. No one knows that or not. Right. But not viewed porn, but that was addicted to porn. Now, the opposite of addiction, 12-step programs will tell you that the opposite of addiction is sobriety. But... Uh, we say that the opposite of addiction is connection, is connection. That young man was completely disconnected. He was totally, completely disconnected. In his letter, he said he had no family. He had no friends.
1: I remember you saying that last time about the connection thing. That That is profound to me, especially after two years of social isolation i think it's even more poignant and we each of us you just have to do it it's so easy to sit at home especially with technology and be disconnected you know you you might feel for a moment you're connected with oh look at my you know, 8,000 friends I'm scrolling through and ha, 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 you know, and then three hours later, you haven't actually connected with anyone. Yeah. You've just pacified it, I think.
3: Yeah. And I think the digital world has made it seem like we are connected to one another, but I, I think it, in a lot of ways it's become a barrier. Have you ever had a conversation with somebody? You're trying to have a conversation, and they're. Oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 yeah
1: yeah. They're not connected.
3: They're they're not they're not they're looking at their their smartphone. They're reading the text. They're on Facebook scrolling, and they are not connected to you. They are, they're 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 disconnected, and I think that is a huge huge part of this problem. That young man, I don't know. Um, I'd imagine he probably did spend a lot of time staring at a screen. That's my, that's my hypothesis.
1: Oh, sure. I think it's a valid one for sure. I don't know if that's the right word for that. Bit. Yeah, it's your hypothesis
3: that he spent a lot of time staring at screens rather than staring at a live or talking to a live, breathing human being. Compassion need more compassion connection
1: seems to me naturally leads to compassion it's a basic that connection's a basic human need
3: yeah you know have you ever seen videos of babies that are not held oh they do that shake thing they they in their cribs they do this weird they they shake they shake because they're not have no interaction they have no touch it's really sad
1: are you familiar with the work of Dr. Gabor Maté no it's fantastic he goes he hit his uh he's all over social media now he has many YouTube videos that have been shared and reshared and reshared uh but he goes right into what you just talked about um he uses the example of his own life. Uh, he was born, I think, in 1944. So he was in Hungary when World War II started and the Nazis invaded. And long story short, his mom gave him to an aunt to get out of here and save his life. And he said, so at three, three months or three, I think he was three years old. So at three years old, he said, I couldn't process that. I didn't have the mental wherewithal to think my mom saved my life in my mom in my mind my mom didn't love me and therefore i'm unlovable Mm. and not needed so he became a physician he said if you want to feel needed become a physician people call you all day and all night (laughs) needing something so he and he then became a workaholic and he was at some conference or event where he was I don't know if he actually passed out on stage, but he like nearly collapsed. And his wife said, you have to stop. You have to stop or I can't be a part of this. And he did. And so now he's about 80 years old, has like a whole new career, helping people heal from trauma. Um, And I admit when I first listened to his, like the first time somebody turned me on to him, he said the word trauma about a thousand times. And I have kind of like a, my own resistance to that word, because to me it means people blaming outside things for their problems. But he said, trauma is not what happened to you. Trauma is the wound you carry from the way you responded to the trauma, to the event.
3: Ooh, so can, oh, can you say that oh, again? Say that again.
1: Trauma is not what happened to you. Trauma is the wound you carry from the way you responded to the event. Wow. Wow.
3: That's incredible. Yeah. A lot on Porn Talk, we talk about childhood trauma, not just childhood trauma, but adult trauma. Absolutely. And it is very real. It is very real. And it is, people come to me to break their porn addiction, but I say to them three times when we first start working together, it's not about the porn. It's not about the porn. It's not about the porn. porn
1: then what's it about?
3: Well, then that that is to be found. Ah. It is a way we numb, cope, and escape. It's how we numb, cope, and escape. That's
1: what he said about the trauma response. Uh, And, uh, oh, one of his other big things is ADD and ADHD. And his whole premise is, ADHD is not a disease in the way that you think of it. It is a trauma response. And when I heard that, you know, huge light bulb, made total sense to me. It's a way of coping.
3: Yeah. It's a way, it's a way to cope. You know, it's. Well, and it's a way
1: to disconnect, to bring us back to connection. So you experience trauma. You cut off people because you're afraid of being hurt. You're disconnected. You pacify that need through social media, and then here you are, a miserable adult.
3: Yeah. And uh, so social media, a lot of people have like hundreds, thousands of friends. But how many real-life friends do that? Like, let's say a person has, let's just say 2,000 followers on Facebook. Sure. Of those 2,000 followers, how many of them if you were in the hospital, would come and visit you? <laughs> those are your, Th- those are your real friends.
1: Those are That's a good one. Who would come visit you in the hospital?
3: Yeah. Who's, or who would show up for your birthday party in person? You know, how many real friends do you have? Social media is a huge challenge. But recently, social media has been oh. liberated if you recall, if you listen to uh, a prior episode of Porn Talk, I talked about Elon Musk buying Twitter and that the day that that was going to happen, I was going to call it Freedom Day, I think. It was, was I think I, that's what I was going to call it, Freedom Day or Freedom of Speech Day. But then it looks like it, it wasn't going to happen. But then it did happen. It is official. Elon owns Twitter. And it's so amazing. Mainstream media has dragged Elon all through the the poo. They're like, uh-huh. this is the worst thing to ever happen in the entire world. And that uh, William texted me a newspaper, a fake newspaper. Um, it had a title like.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: What was the title of Lex Luthor buys? Yeah. Was like
1: they compared him to Lex Luthor. Yeah. Like he would do something terrible with it.
3: Yeah. Lex Luthor buys Twitter and they had a picture of Elon and this man, this single man, Elon Musk, who's on my wall here. If you can see, I'm a big Elon fan. This man single handedly brought back space you know, the exploration space back exploration to the United States. Like ours, we didn't have, a. we were hitching rides with the Russians. I'm not exactly, I'm not joking. Like if we needed to put something up, we had to call and contact the Russians to send up something for us. Like really? And so Elon single-handedly solved that problem and it is dramatically better than the way it was before. He's also, uh, brought electric cars to the world which can run off solar panel, you know, solar panels on your house, reducing emissions. He's got the boring company, they dr- dr- drill these tunnels through the ground. Yeah, he's got Neuralink. Um, I mean, he's doing on oh, the
1: satellite link thing,
3: yeah, and he's got the Solar City, yeah. you know. So, this man is single handedly, positively transforming the world, and then this guy puts on that he's like Lex Luthor, and so. Anyway, so I declare the date that Elon bought Twitter as Freedom of Speech Day because I personally now cannot advertise on Twitter because I help men addicted to porn. I am not allowed to advertise on Twitter.
1: Is that because your advertisement would mention porn? Yes. So if it just said addiction... Or something else that could probably fly.
3: Perhaps, but yeah. they have like totally, like I have tried to rectify it. Yeah. You know, and, just... and communicate with some, like, no, no, Eric, you can't talk about helping men on Twitter. Ooh. You're, you can't talk about that. Not Naughty boy. Yeah. And I'm so just, you know, just blocked. So,
1: so if I understand correctly, the beef people have with Elon Musk buying Twitter is and him taking off the restrictions is that there would be hate speech. Right? Isn't that the basic? Just That's one of them. That's one right? of them.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm going to walk on a limb and say, I don't have a problem with that. Ask me why.
3: Why, Sir
1: William? Why? Because freedom is always good and frankly I encourage people to say the terrible things they want to say so I know who they are it's I'm going to compare it and again people might not like this but when Trump became president a lot of people had permission to say what they've been thinking and feeling and it was not nice well now we know who you are
3: Yeah. the thing about Freedom of speech, like, I, I, it just blows my mind that people are, like, want to keep on these restrictions. There needs to be a debate. So a person says one thing, then the other person can come back and have some type of debate about it. It's just mm-hmm. spe- freedom of speech is essential, crucial to the health of the United States. I think crucial to a civil society. And some people would argue
1: against me and say, well, no what you're talking about is not civil to be able to say these words and say these things against different groups of people is not civil. I, I don't agree with that. I think being able to use a debate, be able to sort it out is civility. And a person might say, well, that kind of speech leads to violence. I'm not so sure about that. That it's the freedom of speech that leads to violence. Um, It's anger that leads to violence.
3: Freedom of speech is critical to the health of not just the United States, of the entire globe. Twitter now has a lot of these restrictions removed. Hopefully, Elon, please let me advertise on Twitter, please. I'm asking you, can I please help these now? If you want to put porn on Twitter, you can do that.
1: It's already done. Like,
3: no, 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 no. No, I'm no, I'm just saying, like right um, now, people they can put porn on Twitter, but I can't advertise people to
1: oh yes. To that's help. right. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah.
3: You can put all the porn you want to out there, you can but all whatever. But you can't brought you can't advertise that you're helping men it, overcome porn addiction it's insanity it's insanity so elon please help me please take me out of this twitter jail help me to help others please i'm sure that's coming i I know it's coming i i know it's coming so that's some big news and like we talked about before you know freedom of speech that's what porn the porn um higher ups hide behind is yes. freedom of speech is freedom of expression freedom of it's expression. art yeah so they're just there's uh you know porn's never gonna go away and um so we just need to educate people and they can make their own decision
1: right we talked about that before too that porn's going to be there in some form or another you know even in a place like saudi arabia i'm sure there's mm-hmm. underground porn you know, you tell me they just eliminate all of it. Impossible.
3: No, I can I can tell you for a fact that they do, because I have guys literally reaching out to me from third world countries. I'm not exaggerating. Wow. And they are in this very tight religious dogmatic structure. And I feel so bad for these guys. So like, Eric, you're the very first person that I've ever spoke to about this in my entire life. Like, Really? Wow!
1: Because they can't talk to anybody else around them exactly. because of the religion and all that.
3: Yeah, it's sad. Oh, it's really wow. sad. I feel so bad for these guys. I feel so bad for these guys. I
1: mean, if you can't talk to your clergy about your personal problems, who can you talk to? Well, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that's sad. It's pitiful.
3: It is. It's it's really sad. It's really sad. Third world countries reaching out to Eric in St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah. Insanity. Twitter, Elon Musk. Any last words to say about Elon and Twitter?
1: No, I'm curious to see how it all pans out.
3: So, um, I have some big news. Yes. (laughs) I got my copy. (laughs) What, what do I have, William?
1: I don't know if I can see it that far away. Think big. Powerful stories from entrepreneurs, professionals, athletes, real estate investors, entertainers,
3: speakers, and more. Oh Yeah, so I am so thrilled to be a part of this project. Um I used to work for Kyle Wilson, who uh, was the founder of Jim Rohn International. Uh, He's the one that really helped Jim Rohn, if you're familiar with him, if you're in self-development, to become uh, a household name, so to say. And also, back then, I also worked to help promote Brian Tracy. And I am giddy like a schoolgirl. I'm giddy like a schoolgirl to say, I am a co-author of the book with Brian Tracy. Like that's insanity. That's crazy. He's on the, he's on the cover there too. Um, I'm just, I'm in a book with Brian Tracy. Like, Oh my gosh, way back when I would have never thought this. I want to be a big shout out to Kyle Wilson. Uh, Thank you so much for um, having me as a co-author of think big. And, there is a lot of stories in there. My story is in there about how I um, was on the path to, I was really in the self-development, you know, like Brian Tracy and Tony Robbins, all these type of speakers. I love that material. But the here was the challenge, is that I knew I was addicted to porn. I sought help. And all these 12-step programs, they were teaching the opposite of what I was learning in personal development for example they have one of the first things they have you do is say you are powerless over whatever the addiction is for example I'd introduce myself hi my name is Eric Zuzak I am a sexaholic I am powerless over porn and it's been whatever five days since I last viewed porn then you'd go on to describe your worst acting out the behavior hmm. okay so that's how you'd introduce every time mm. and I gotta say like I'm saying it it just makes me kind of sad like that's the way you're gonna describe yourself like so in personal development though in personal development, Brian Tracy's other speakers they say to you know uh say what you want to be like you know like if you want to be, courageous you say i'm courageous if you want to say you're powerful you want to say you're powerful so by saying this affirmation every time hi my name is eric i'm a sexaholic and i'm powerful over porn you're just reinforcing that that you are this person and uh and you just... get to relive that and feel
1: the feelings of being defeated i just that, that does not sound fun yeah
3: it just kind of makes me sick thinking about it now. And you hear everybody other stories. Yeah. You know, and I got a lot of great acting out ideas from listening to other guys' stories. Like, oh, I've never tried that. Oh, uh, hmm, What if I did that? Oh, I could go to the website for that. You know? And so my acting out got much worse in 12 separate rooms. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. Now don't get me wrong, I had it did allow me to have some periods of sobriety. Okay. But for the most part I got When I did act out, it was much worse because, like I said, I got ideas. These every you know, they'd introduce themselves and say, I did this. I'm like, really, huh? I've never tried that and never done that. And I've never gone to that website. They're not supposed to say websites, but it got much worse. And so, anyway, my point is what I was learning in personal development was the opposite of what I was learning in 12 step programs. And I, what started to happen is I started to identify, I started to identify as an addict. When I was brushing my teeth every day, I was brushing the, the teeth of a porn addict. Uh, when I was putting on my socks and shoes, I was putting on socks and shoes of a porn addict. Because in these programs, they use what's called the disease-based model of addiction And that's your, you have a disease and you have it for life. And so the, it was, I was in this really confused state. I'm like, but in the personal development, they're saying this, but in the 12 step programs, they're saying that. And it was really challenging for a long, long time. And I just spiraled out of control until, until that fateful day came when I thought, you know, calling myself powerless over porn is clearly not working. <laughs> so I was creating a screen login and password for an app to help that it would help overcome porn addiction. And just on a whim, I thought, you know what? I am going to put my login as Powerful Eric. And in that moment, pitiful, porn addicted, powerless Eric died. And Powerful Eric was born. And so I don't call myself that out of ego, it's out of having called myself a piece of shit and powerless for decades. And I feel bad for these guys now that are in these programs because I know what happens. You start to identify with it. You know, uh, I am the porn addict. I am the sexaholic. And uh, now in the beginning, in the beginning, there's some merit because you have to say, Hey, I've got a problem here. Okay. So in the very, very beginning, I believe 12 step programs Uh, are helpful in that regard because you're like, yeah, I'm saying, I got a problem. I got a problem here. And this is the problem. But do you need to say that over and over and over and over and over? No. So in the beginning, 12 step is helpful, but there needs to be a 13th step. There needs to be a graduation day. Mm Mm-hmm. So my, I put my story in Think Big, and the there's a, also a lot of other great stories by like Brian Tracy, for example, tells his story in there. Kyle Wilson says his story. Um, Chris Gronkowski, he's an NFL player. He's been on Shark Tank. Um, a lot of other. Author Brian Bruffini, he's an incredible entrepreneur. Like, this guy's an amazing real estate trainer. So this book, like, if you ever read these stories, they'll inspire you. They'll make you Mm -hmm. feel good about being a human. Or you could go into, I'm going to, Sexaholics Anonymous. You get their white book. And they got another book that's a book of stories. And you can read these stories about these terrible things that these guys have done and triggering stories. I might add, you know, like Mm -hmm. some of them get maybe a little too much Mm -hmm. and then you can talk about porn and sex and all the terrible things you've done and how many days it's been since you haven't done the thing. Or you could fill your mind up with good things and, and discuss these things. Most recovery programs will count the number of days you didn't do the thing. I didn't do the thing for 10 days and I or two weeks. I get a little coin. Well, what I teach is to count the number of days that you're doing a positive thing. For example, yoga in the morning. I did yoga in the morning wow. for two weeks straight rather than focusing on not doing the thing. And also, I teach, if you are going to count days, like if you get 10 days and you have a slip, then you get back on the horse, and the next day they have a sober day, that's day 11. I you see. keep counting. I see. In 12-step, you go back to 0 hmm Mm-hmm. As if those first 10
1: days had no value.
3: Right. Just because you have a slipper relapse does not negate all the successful days you've had. And so, like I said, that's why I'm really proud of Think Big. These are empowering stories that will make you feel good about being a human being. And have you act as the best version of yourself. Sounds good to me. So, William, uh, I would like to give away copies of the book. Okay. How I'm going to do that is if you like a free copy of Think Big, if you go to PowerfulEric.com, you'll find the link to my brand new face, free Facebook group called Endeavor to Quit. And if you uh, join the free Facebook group, group Endeavor to Quit, I'll send you a digital copy. I'll send you a digital copy of Think Big. just for joining. Just for joining, yeah. There, there's no there's no fee to join the group. It's a free group.
1: You don't have to fill out a form or anything?
3: No, uh, you do have to answer some questions when you you know join the group, just like you would for any other like
1: group. Two or three, and maybe. Cause I joined it. Yeah. I'm in there.
3: That's a good point. If uh, you want to uh, communicate with Sir William here, um, he's a great intuitive guide. I use him all the time. I bounce <laughs> things off Sir William all the time. If you'd like to bounce something off Sir William, join the Facebook group Endeavor to Quit. William is a member of that group and you can ask any questions of him.
1: Well, thank you. And my Facebook page is called Happy Medium Will.
3: Happy Medium Will. So you can go to Happy Medium Will, join him there, and or uh, join us in Endeavor to Quit. And Sir William, um, we're getting close to our end here. Is there anything that you want to bring up? what what do you have in the works do you have any classes coming up um
1: i have nothing on the schedule i just you know october for me is like christmas for retail my busiest time of year people went halloween parties and stuff so that just ended so now i'm remodeling my bathroom (laughs) and what are some of the what are
3: some of your services that you do
1: well uh you know tarot readings psychic readings um anything I am doing in that regard, I'm working with my spirit guides. Uh so whether it's mediumship, which is like you know, people who have passed on want to communicate, or if it's more like psychic tarot, and that would be you know situational. Uh you know, people often ask about career and money, relationships, you know, the basic human stuff, um, insights into one of my favorite things lately, I know you and I talked about this is, somebody says, am I on the right path? And I say, yes. And they say, well, how can you say that? I said, cause if you were supposed to be somewhere else, you would be there. <laughs> so I, I like that, you know, starting point of a conversation. You know, you, you are exactly where you're supposed to be by default, you know? So yeah, readings on that, you know, private readings, group readings, parties, uh, teaching classes on basic metaphysics, how to use your mind. Um, people have been asking me for a tarot class. I haven't written a tarot class yet, but that's going to be this coming year for sure. Um, universal law of karma, law of attraction. Big, my big project, my big accomplishment in that regard was uh, chakras and kundalini, which is a five-part class. It's a pretty big undertaking. Um mindfulness
3: is my main thing. One thing you just brought up is about karma. Yeah. Ooh, think about yeah. it. porn and karma. Ooh, that that creates an interesting web, you know, because there's a lot of times, unless you're doing the live, like live porn, you know, the chat, uh, it creates some interesting webs of connections to a lot of people, like karma. That karmically. is karmically
1: actually fantastic point because of the energy exchange um there's a big energy exchange right the intense emotions involved there you know you're giving your full attention in those minutes there with what you're watching and what you're involving yourself in um and i want to clarify something about karma people often think about you know karma is the law of cause and effect So, to me, it's not just like a punishment and reward system. Um, The key to karma is your intention. So, that is why, that's one of the reasons why mindfulness is the core of everything I do and teach because that's how you can be aware of and clear about your intention by being, you know, increasing your awareness, being mindful of it. Um, Because most people, they do things mindlessly, unconsciously. They're not really aware of their true intention.
3: Right. William, what is your greatest endeavor?
1: Endeavor is an interesting word. It's not because you didn't say greatest accomplishment. What I, okay. My greatest endeavor is to be at peace. Because when I'm at peace, when my mind is still, I affect the world around me. I, one of the exercises that I learned was called the 10 most wanted list. You list the things you want the most. You have some things that are achievable, like new microphone, new headphones, you know, something I can do or buy and cross off the list. Some of the things on the list are bigger things. So for at least a few years, maybe longer, at the top of my list was to be a healing presence. I learned that the the masters uh, historically had that effect on the people around them um, by virtue of their stillness and peace. And then it was a few years later, it was at least a few years, maybe several years. I had that on the top of my list and um, I was in this group to make a long story short, this group setting, you know, where you, and you, people tend to sit in the same spot every week, even though you don't have to, it's not like grade school, you know, but they do. And this woman sat next to me and she said, you know, I've been sitting next to you three weeks in a row and I just want to say what a healing presence you are. Hmm. she said those exact words i had on my list (laughs) i know i actually like teared up and said you have no idea what you just told me you delivered a message to me so thank you my point is that's possible it's not you know woohoo or even idealistic to me it's very possible that's my endeavor
3: i love it My greatest endeavor is to help heal the millions of men and families addicted to porn. That's my greatest endeavor. And I invite you to join me on this endeavor. Go to PowerfulEric.com and find the link to join the Endeavor to Quit Facebook group. And I will close with this my favorite quote from Zig Ziglar who says, you are what you are and where you are from what has gone into your mind. But you can change what you are, and you can change where you are by changing what goes into your beautiful mind.
2: Are you struggling with porn addiction? Then schedule a free strategy call with Eric today at PowerfulEric.com or call 314-717-0377.